What's going on, everybody? It's UTXJG the Don, along with my co-host. You know him. You might hate him, but I hope that you love him. Leader of the flock. Say what's up to the people. Hear it, hear it, hear it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and we are back with the Enlightened Sounds episode 14. Again, we appreciate everyone that gives us a listen on whatever platform that you choose, including Google Play, Apple Music, Spotify, and, of course, our host, Anchor. So, again, we appreciate everybody that continues to listen to us every time that we put out a podcast. But let's get into Enlightened Sounds episode 14. Uh, again, this will be the last regular podcast before we get into our top 10 hip-hop albums, which I know that, well, just albums, period, uh, which I know everybody's been asking about. I have not been given any opinions because we want to make this special for you all. Yeah, that's all the time. We, yeah, it's it's getting ridiculous now. I, I understand. <laughs> so I hope that you know all of you pay attention and give us the support whenever we put that out. And again, we're going to try to get some other GI members in here to uh, give some other opinions rather than us. So it should be a good time. I can't wait to do it. So we'll try to have that for you next week. Uh, but let's get into the notable new releases for December 21st. So we have 21 Savage. I am greater than I was. Uh, I will say that this album was actually uh, very surprising to me. I generally don't like 21 Savage albums. The last one was very, very uh, unlike him, I would say. But this one actually has some good, a good amount of features on here, and I actually liked it. Um, we have A Boogie with a Hoodie came out with Hoodie Season. I'm not really an A Boogie fan, so I don't know if I'll get down to listen. Uh, we have Lil Durk. Uh, we have Only the Family Involved Volume 2. So I'm assuming that Lil Durk is trying to get more of the people on his camp. Um, some recognition so not mad at it we have young scooter with the recipe and finally we have the dream menage a trois six uh, sex tape volumes one two and three so this is a three album project people uh the dream hasn't come out with anything in a minute so i'm actually curious to see how this one sounds like and i've seen some people on twitter they actually said it was good so i'm definitely more interested to see how that one sounds um with that being said man those are the notable notable new releases let's get into the music news for this week uh so once again and it should not be anyone's surprise j cole went platinum with no features this time he did it for kod again, again yo so yeah, i mean again. like for all the people you know all the all the clowns on twitter and social media that saying that you know j cole was still audio nyquil that you don't really mess with him he's boring he's putting people to sleep uh well obviously going platinum especially nowadays in my opinion is harder than it was back then and for him to still be having these feats i think that he might actually like could go for a record like to see how many albums as a person with no features on your album uh continues to go platinum consecutively so this is a huge feat man like j cole has just been killing it album after album after album so i in my opinion i don't think it's no stopping him so how you feel about this good for that brother one of the best out right now and he'll probably go down as one of the best to ever do it. Uh, you can't relate to him, then that's that's your that's your opinion, that's your prerogative. But for people to sit here and say that he's trash, you know, he's he's audio Nyquil, lyrical Nyquil. It's like, come on, man. These be the same people that listen to, you know, saying listen to rappers that you know that 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 couldn't get past the sixth grade, you know, that can't come <laughs> in the lines. So I don't know, man. I just. That's just like it's a lot of rappers that I'm not a fan of, but I don't go out my way to trash them and say that they bore and they suck or whatever. Because everybody is as a place for everybody, and some people just not into what he does. I love his storytelling. To me, that's his best. That's J Cole at his best, telling stories and stuff like that. We, you know, he's painting that picture for you and letting you see exactly what he's saying. I love that type of stuff. That's the J Cole I really like. But I mean, he could do he could do what he do, and he's pretty much self taught on production. And he's produ- he produces most of his own stuff too, so he's getting all his money. So I ain't mad at him. Bad, I yeah, mad at him at all. I I agree. I agree with all that wholeheartedly. Definitely, uh, definitely a very very good artist. And yeah, he I I think that whenever he's done, he will uh he will eventually die a legend. So I I like appreciate everything that J Cole's put out. I loved him ever since I heard him on uh on Blueprint three. And uh, yeah, he hasn't disappointed me yet. Uh, in my opinion it may be like one album uh out of the ones he came out so far that i didn't like as much as you know his previous or his later projects but that's fine i don't think that everyone will like every single project someone will come out with like from beginning to end but that's okay though the, like the moment the moment i knew j cole was was like was gonna be serious out here was on um was on that reflection eternal song uh just begun with uh talib quali j electronica and uh most death Mm-hmm. The fact that he held his own and 
he he did pretty good, you know what I'm saying, with the exception of most death. He he pretty much got every had the best verse next to most death. Uh, but he he showed me right then and there, like when that came out, like yo, this guy right here, man, I'm 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 sold on him. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, like I was like really like on it. That's why when Cold World came out, I was on it, you know what I'm saying? Everything else came out, I was on it. True, like, true. Fan, huge fan. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, man. Once again, Jayco with platinum with no features. Uh, let's get into the next uh, bit of news here. Now, Maroon Five, uh, they're going to again be the performers of the halftime show for the Super Bowl uh, next year, and <laughs> they were struggling to try to find somebody because because their uh, their their featured act ended up uh, going away. Uh, they say they didn't want to do it anymore, so uh, they were struggling to try to find somebody. Obviously, there's been some backlash, and we talked about it before. Um, that. Atlanta is going to be the home of the Super Bowl and a lot of people wanted some Atlanta artist representation and uh, for some reason you know they didn't do it Uh, but Maroon 5 ended up getting Travis Scott to agree to be the uh, the supporting act in the halftime show Uh, now I will say that Travis Scott regardless of you know how you feel about him now I think that he's had uh, a pretty good year I think he's had a pretty good year yeah when he came over Astro World, you know, regardless how you feel about the album, he definitely had some hits on there. And when he went on his tour, uh, minus you know little setbacks when he did um, cancel some tours, um, but I, I think it was pretty good. And especially like I think he captured the full essence of of Houston with his uh, actual concerts, and he did bring Astro World back in Houston. So I thought that all of that was dope. So I think that you know between him and Cardi, which again everybody wanted Cardi to do it, but uh, she ended up bagging out as well. She was like, Nah, I'm like I'm I'm not trying to do that. So Travis Scott ended up agreeing uh, to do it, and I think it's going to be interesting. I don't know like what mashups they're going to do together, but I like Travis Scott, so I'm not mad at him being one of the uh, supporting artists. And I like Maroon Five too. Like I'm not I'm not a super fan. I'm listening to everything that they have, but they're not bad artists they're like those again especially for that super bowl they're pretty safe artists to put on there so i mean travis guy for uh I mean, if for, you could play if you could play somebody's music in the mall you know what I'm saying, then it's fine yeah right? yeah uh. it's fine so how you feel about travis scott agreeing to be the supporting act in the super bowl uh, i still would have rather seen someone from atlanta be represented mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm no different i feel like if, if that's that's like certain certain artists like some people are never gonna win win a Grammy, you know what I mean? So that's one of the next best things. So it's like if this was in Houston, then yeah, by all means, get Travis Scott. He's hot right now. I mean, you got all these artists from Atlanta. You mean tell me you can't get any of them? Not like, one. <laughs> not one. Like, come on, son. Like, you gotta get somebody. I mean, hey, I mean, I mean, not like Monica's hot in you uh, no, no time soon. Uh, she's been hot anytime soon, but you gotta get somebody from Atlanta. Hell, get get Usher. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like Usher, like he came like, out with something. He came out with a project this yeah, year. We're, yeah, we're gonna ignore it. And even and even if he didn't, Usher can come out there and perform. Oh, he can come out there. Who don't want to hear him? You know, do yeah with Lil John. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. come on, man. Like you could do something that's radio friendly. Like that's you, you ain't got to worry about a wardrobe malfunction happening on that. If that's what they worried about, like Usher, Usher's pretty clean cut. Like get somebody, bro. Like. Even if you want to get Jermaine Dupri and Ludacris or somebody, welcome to Atlanta. Welcome to Atlanta. Oh you know what I'm saying? Lord. Like, if I was the director of that, that's the route. That's the route I would have taken. Because, come on, let's stop acting like majority of the fan. I mean, it's just an equally black fan base and white fan base in Atlanta, Georgia. It, it really is. They Facts. all like they all like their Georgia Bulldogs, and I mean, they don't really support no other sports, but <laughs> they really don't. <laughs> but I mean, for the Super Bowl, you're gonna have people from all over the country going to the Super Bowl. So I don't know, man. This, I just would have done it. I would have done it for the culture. Put somebody from Atlanta out there. Yeah, you could have. You could. You got a bevy of artists that you could have chose from. And and if worse comes to worse, like I understand you want another quote unquote headliner, but you could have had easily like a five to ten minute mashup with all Atlanta artists, new and old. I think that that would have been super dope. But uh, I guess we're t- we too smart for this, dog. We too smart, and and you know the obvious thing that you would do in freaking Atlanta, where so much music has come out, uh, the, it's too much for them. They get, from Houston, Texas. Yeah, they, they don't want to do it, so it's, it's whatever. Oh, I just I just found it funny that after all of this, like Maroon Five of all people, uh, were struggling <laughs> to find somebody 
to perform with them like who wouldn't want to do the super bowl you know like that is big and at this point you know travis scott he's not going to really benefit off of this besides obviously money like it's not like the super bowl has on show is going to make him any hotter or or more known to you know the majority of people but uh yeah they could have got some other people and and like travis scott was just all right and i mean it's cool that he agreed to it but they could have done better they definitely could have done better for for the spirit of atlanta and you know how they be the first super bowl in the new stadium and whatnot so right. <sighs> it is what it is but we'll see um we'll see if anything changes there but for now we got maroon five and travis scott halftime show at the super bowl 2019 so there you go uh, finally, the last bit of news, and I found this one interesting. Uh, I think that this one probably uh, went under a lot of people's radar, but Pusha T, uh, this man has been working with a lot of brands lately, and this time he decided to team up with 1800 Tequila, and they did a project called 1800 Seconds um, with some new artists or up-and-coming artists, I should say, not really new artists, um, but he ended up getting a uh, bevy of people, so you got uh, Ant White, uh, Cartel Countup, Don Z.O.P., uh, Haas Irv, uh, Malinaise, uh, Anita Jones, Sam Austin's T Guy Bank, Trevor Lanier, and Tyler Thomas. Uh, honestly, I haven't heard any of them, so they're definitely you know up and coming. So, but I think this is cool though that uh, he decided to well, in 1800 decided to you know mash up and get a whole bunch of people to just like showcase their talents. And, uh, and you know, you have Pusha T on the first song, you did the intro, and then everybody else ended up uh, chiming in and doing their stuff. And it literally has to be 1,800 seconds. So uh, I would say, like, every song has been, like, you know, three minutes or, or a little less than that or maybe a little more at times. So I thought that this was cool. I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole thing yet. But uh, it's kind of interesting so far. Um, but how do you feel about uh, Pusha T, you know, actually taking the time and, and getting with, you know, brands or whatever, or even doing himself? Because uh, I don't even know who had, like, the, the whole idea, if it was Pusha T or more 1800. But how do you feel about, like, established artists doing this for upcoming artists and giving them, like, a little chance to shine? Platform, having given them, uh, somebody else a platform, I think that shit is huge. Some people don't forget, you know, how hard that grind was to come up to get good music heard. Sometimes you got to... You gotta sift through all the nonsense that's out here that people people check for at first. That the the real like the real artists, you know, they they get kind of like pushed to the side. So, you know, I like I like what Pusha T is doing. The fact that he going out here getting brand deals is huge as well. I mean, what did he? Uh, any down with like Arby's or something? Yeah, he too? did Arby's, and I ain't yeah, even know that one until they uh until he started talking about you know the pushing Drake beef. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely he's definitely doing some stuff, man. And I ain't mad at him. I seen uh, I follow him on Instagram, and I see that he be overseas a lot. You know what I'm saying? Doing doing stuff. And he be man, he be making some moves, yo. He be all over the country, and then he be all, all, all everywhere else too. I seen him overseas recently, and that that was huge, yo. He the fact that he coming from from where he came from, the background that he has, and he's the fact that he's actually able to do that. Like some of these these places will even mess with him. That speaks volume. He got some good people on his team because it ain't just him. So you can't get him all the credit. He's got somebody in his camp on his team that's making this shit help you know happen for him. So kudos to whoever that is too. Yeah, that jamming good music. I mean, him being you know at the top of the top of the food chain over there, pretty much now. Like he's definitely made a lot of moves since he got that position, and you right. know even a little bit before then. So he's you know, like I said, I, I think he's pretty much set for life. Whatever he's doing, I know he said um, in one of his interviews that you know he rarely gets to go home, but uh, but he definitely making a lot of moves to make sure you know his kids and his and his wife can eat. So. I said, you know, a lot of times that's all that matters. You make, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. So shout out to Pusha T, uh, definitely one of my favorite, uh, favorite hip hop artists, and I like the move that he's been making, man. He's definitely, definitely showing that he can do a lot more than just rap. Like he ain't even really got to put out albums anymore because he's making so many other moves to still get money. So there you go, man. That was the news for this week. Let's get into the album reviews. Uh, first, we have Kodak Black, Dying to Live. Uh, it has 16 songs total, has features from Lil Pump, Offset, Travis Scott, and Juice World. Uh, I would say my favorite songs, even though I didn't put it on here, I would say my favorite songs are probably ZZ, which is the song that pretty much everybody heard uh, that came out before the album uh, dropped with Travis Scott and Offset. And I actually liked uh, Malcolm XXX. 
but other than that, like, I like the beats on this one. The production was actually okay, but I still have, like, a love-hate for Kodak Black. I still really don't like the way that he raps, but I know it's so Florida and so Southern that, like, everybody down here loves it, and he's been growing on a lot of other people, too. I ended, ended up uh, listening to his Breakfast Club interview, and he said that he wasn't doing interviews at first, but I guess, like, he changed his mind. Uh, he's growing as a person. I know that he's had a lot of issues, um, especially with the law or whatever, and he currently has another pending case going on, and that's why he was also in the news a lot more, uh, because the Breakfast, in, uh, Breakfast Club interview actually went fine, but when he did the Hot 97 interview with Ebro, that's when he got into it, because Ebro ended up bringing it up, and he did, obviously didn't want to talk about it, and he felt like people were trying to tear him down and stuff, so, yeah. uh, I mean, I understand that, it's, it's kind of, you know, definitely hard to, I mean, you can't talk about this shit at all, like, if it's a pending case, you can't say anything about it, otherwise you further Ebro incriminate yourself. Ebro should know better, too. Ebro should know better. And, so, so, shame on him for that. Yeah, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have tried to bait that shit. They, he got a lot of backlash for that, too. He got a ton Twitter, of backlash. He, he got a ton of it, and he he earned it, man. Some of that shit was overboard. You know how people do, man. They just go overboard. Like, yeah. yo, oh, this, this, this. It's like, bro, it ain't that deep, man. Yeah. Let, let that man, let that man live. He made a mistake. Let him hear about it and then just move on. Yeah, facts. But, um, but again, like, as far as, like, the music and Dying to Live, you can tell that Kodak is trying to grow up. I remember he said that, um, he ended up getting out of Florida completely because he was like, whenever I'm there, like, I gotta carry this trap because I never know who's gonna be, you know, trying to, trying to hit me up and might try to kill me. Uh, obviously, Tentacion died this year, so I think that that was a wake-up call for a lot of Florida artists, including Kodak, and even though, again, he has a pending case, He's trying to stay out of trouble as much as he can. He was talking about getting him a little shorty or whatever. He said he want to get married before he's 30. So a, a lot of this stuff is coming out in this album with these songs. Um, and I know that a lot of people were thinking that like he was suicidal or whatever because he called it dying to live. But he like a lot of people were living to die. He's like, I'm just trying to die. He's, I feel like I'm dying to live because uh, he was already coming from the bottom. So he's just trying to he's just trying to live at the end of the day and grow up and mature as a person. So again, you can hear a lot of that in, in these songs. And, uh, and I appreciate the growth. I definitely appreciate the growth and I hope that he doesn't get in any more trouble and he can actually live the life that he wants to live. I know that it's very hard, even though I didn't live like that. I can definitely understand and I know people who have lived like that and they just feel hopeless. They feel like they can't get out of any situation, that they gotta stay in that mentality that you gotta be a thug, you gotta roll around with your strap everywhere that you go and he like, nah, I ain't trying to do that no more. Like He said he moved out to California. He like, all the white people nice and shit. <laughs> Uh, he's still he's still very very green when it comes to doing interviews and stuff. But you know that's him. That's him. He he's that's he's gonna be like that forever. But at least he doesn't have to walk around with his strap uh, everywhere that he goes and when he's in another area because he you know he doesn't have to feel like you know he he's getting he getting sought after or whatever. So I appreciate that part, but. As far as Kodak Black's rapping, I still don't know how I feel about it. It's, it's still a lot of times I'm like, what did he say there? What did he say there? Like, his slang is so deep that I'll be just like, huh, huh, huh? So, uh, I think that's probably, like, my only my only gripe that I ever have about Kodak Black and, uh, and his song. Because I'm not really a fan, but I definitely like a couple songs that he come out with. And, again, like, it's only a couple songs on this one that I can really, like, deal with. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, that, that, that song is all right. But I like the production you know it's just mainly how he raps that i'm still not a fan of so i'll at least say that about this album so how'd you feel about it uh surprisingly i i didn't i didn't i didn't come out of it after i listened to it i didn't come out of it disliking it like i thought i would because i'm like you i'm not a fan by any stretch of kodak black that that whole movement you know, to me is just dudes are different man that's all i can say they're different but some people that's their that's their charm you know so and that's just how i took it um i did i did see myself uh bobbing to a couple songs though so i came front uh what song that actually surprised me the most that i liked was the song he did with Lil pump that gnarly really i was cooking i was cooking while i was listening to it and i'm in there like i'm cooking my fish and shit. i got my trout on it you know what i'm saying i'm just like i'm just sitting there i'm bobbing i'm like okay and i'm like and i ran back like what's the name of this gnarly okay okay I, I like that song a lot and um 
I like Mosh Pit and then the Malcolm Triple X. I think that was that was that was pretty deep for you know for for Kodak Black. That was pretty that was pretty deep for him. It's just you know one of those where you kind of explain what you know shit he was dealing with and then using the Malcolm X stuff and the uh and the hook was was kind of was kind of cool. Uh, I think it was a little out of place at to some point, but I got the different, you know, the different parts that he was putting in the different excerpts from from those interviews with Malcolm X. I got it. So, because if you ever listen or like I've read the autobi- autobiography of Malcolm X, so so I know, you know, I know the I know how all the shit he went through. So it's kind of like saying, hey, before Malcolm X was this age, he was known as, you know, he was known as a junkie, a thief, a con artist. And then he became, you know, this. You know what I mean? So hopefully that's what Kodak Black is trying to do. So that's what I took from it. Okay. So, but um, but I don't. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna give him that much credit and say that's what he did. But <laughs> but that's. But if that were me, that's what I would have been depicting it as. All. But uh, so yeah, I th- I thought it was. I thought it was tastefully done. Believe it or not, I thought it was tastefully done. I I'm not a fan, but I I I respected what he did. I mean, sometimes, sometimes, you know, they say, I said this before, like sometimes, you know, prison can keep you alive. And sometimes that's, that's the best thing for certain people. So maybe this, maybe this was a wake up call for him. I seen the little shit he did on the breakfast club. Everybody be using on Twitter. Like, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that meme was hilarious. Funny. Yeah. It's just like, it's just so funny, but yeah, it's just like, he's, he comes across as a, as a genuine, like cool dude. So can't, can't really hate on him after like listening to it and stuff like that. I, no, I'll, I'll I'll keep my ear to the to the ground for him next time you come out with something else. But this was this was decent. I'll give it a two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a two just because I I definitely appreciated the um the evolving here and him expressing a lot more. Um, and, and I can, again, I can definitely tell that he grew a lot from his previous stuff and the production was cool, but it's just, it's just like Kodak. Yeah. I, I, is this bizarro world, bro? No. Is this backwards day? No. The day that I'm giving Kodak Black a higher score than JG. This is crazy. I think you liked it a lot more than I did. I only, I only liked a couple of songs and I was just like mad to the other ones. Like I listened to it again today, like while I was going in uh and, and getting some things from the store. And I was just like, eh, no, nah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it that much. I tried. I really wanted to like it, but nah, I, I got to give it a two on this one. I, I can't give it a two and a half. I feel like I wouldn't, uh, I'd be doing it a little bit more than how I truly felt about it. But it doesn't make it a bad album. I definitely say, like, out of a lot of artists that you know are, like, faking uh, what they're talking about, I I believe that Kodak Black is truly real, like, whatever he says and whatever he's going through. And I appreciate that part, but I got to give it a two, man. Got to give it a two. Nah. <laughs> he says it's this bizarre world. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what is going on. Nah, man. I wanted to give it, a, you know, just a halfway score, but now I'm, I'm going to give it a little bit lower. But again, like, if you're a huge Kodak Black fan, you're going to love it. You're absolutely going to love it. So uh, there you go, man. This uh, this our review on Kodak Black dying to live. All right. And the final album review that we have is Method Man, Meth Lab Season 2, The Lithium. This one contains 22 songs total. Features Raekwon, Intel, Snoop Dogg, Nori, Joe Young, Malji, Jessica Lee, Lamberti, Deanne Hunt, Redman, Street Life, Hands On, 718 Spank, Rock, Cash Verrazano, Freak, Cardi Express, Youngin', Capadonna, Master Killer, Apocalypse, Iron Mike, Sheik Luch, Hugh Hef, Lounge Low and Pretty Blanco. And I'm out of a breath lot. from all of that. Jesus Christ. So many features on yes, this. Yes, considering considering those songs and, and what we saying, he's saying all these this amount of tracks that's on a half of them are skits. They are. Because they come across a, like episodes to like a season or something like that. But it's a bunch of skits in there and it is and that that hands on dude was on. It seemed like he was on every other song. Pretty much. 
let's see, it's one, two, like three, four, Not like bad. five, six kids on it. Yeah. So it's a lie. It was a lie. So this it definitely had like a little little story to it. And most of them, yeah. Most of those songs were only like two and a half minutes long. Yeah, so not that long. Then like he had like some commercial breaks, you know, just cracking yeah. jokes and shit. You know, the, the typical Wu Tang stuff. It's not like yeah. anything that you're not used to. to. Yeah, they tried to do that torture, but they did it in like a funny way this time. With like he had like the white guy in there saying, "Hey, I'll I'll reset your credit score," and you know how like you know yeah. how like on the old yeah. Method Man, him and Chef, him and Raekwon, I call you call him Chef, but um. They would be like, I'll fucking, I'll fucking sew your eyelids, keep your eyelids open, and feed you sleeping pills, or I'll stick a hot hanger, you know, stuff like that to torture. But they were saying it like in a different way, like I'll reset your Wi-Fi and change the password. It was, just, mm-hmm. it, was it was funny. It, it was it was kind of funny, but I got what they were doing. It was just like ass backwards from what they usually do with torture. True. It was a different type of torture. Right, right. So I was but, in my let, hold on, hold on. Oh, before go you ahead, say go ahead, go ahead. it, before you go there, I'm not gonna lie, y'all. You know what? No, I'm gonna let Jay go. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it, was, it was somewhat torture listening to this. Mm. And I hate to say that. Mm. Okay, okay. So go further with that. How was it? That was a little bit of torture to listen to it. Cause it just didn't seem right, man. It just felt it felt like mad forced. That's just I mean, it felt forced. It felt like he was just like one day he got up and said, you know what, man, I'm about to I'm about to record an album, yo. And it was just like, yo, come on, you want to get on here? Come on, get on here. You want to get on here? Come on, get on here. Yo, let's just do this shit. It just felt like some stuff that was just put together. I understand it was supposed to be structured, but it just felt like it, it felt so. It just felt so out of place. And it just don't feel like <sighs> we try to change with the times, and we understand that. But it just did not feel like a Wu Tang album. It felt like a Wu Tang solo album. It just don't. I think the only one who still does a Wu-Tang solo album and it feels like a Wu-Tang solo album is Ghostface. Mm. That's the only one I can depend on to make a Wu-Tang. I'll take that back. Raekwon, his only Built for Cuban Links 2 album felt like a Wu-Tang solo album. I, I I will say that. But as of late, I think Ghostface the only one that still got it as far as like doing a solo, a solo project. Like a, a straight album, not a mixtape because Raekwon is killing it on the mixtape shit. His shit be fire. But I'm saying like a like a full album, this this didn't feel right. I did have some songs I liked on there. Kill different. That shit was hot. Straight out the gate, I was like, okay, we might be on to something, baby. Then uh, back blocks. Two more minutes was hot too, and it was like everything in between those songs that I named or after it. It was just kind of like, eh. it was a chore. I'm not gonna lie, it felt like a chore. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, like for all of the features that was on here, I would just like, I would have rather hear Method Man show more of his lyrical prowess on this one, even though I know he still got it. When I heard yeah. it, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, this, this is a typical Method Man that I know and love, but I just, I would have appreciated it if he just had a little less features on here. Cause yeah, he was showcasing a lot of other people, which is cool. And I understand that that's what you do when you get on, but come on, man. You've been out here since '93, so it's like you don't—you don't really owe nobody nothing at this point. You don't. Yeah. Like you've been putting people on, y'all put people on the Sons of Man, Killer Army. You know what I'm saying? Other lesser-known members of the Wu Tang Clan and stuff like that. Like, so you don't really owe anybody anybody, man. Just do you, fam. That's what I want to see. Cause, like, I this—this this is what I always loved about LL. LL will put out an album, and then he would have that one song. Where he put a bunch of other people on there, like he would do a um, like five, like four, three, two, one, where he put out cannabis, DMX, even had Master P on the other version, you know what I'm saying, an alternate version, stuff like that. People that you didn't really know like that, you know. So then he had the I Shot You, where he put Fat Joe on, put Foxy Brown on, that nobody knew who Foxy Brown was at the time. So like you, he does that a lot, you know what I'm saying, where he showcases. You do that shit on one song, make that song a banger, a single. That goes, you know what I'm saying, as a single where you got video, radio, and stuff like that. So everybody like, yo, who was that? Yo, who was that? Not your whole album filled with with like features of people that nobody really knows. It's cool to do it on a song or two, but he had a full joint full of full of full of people that I don't feel that should have been on there. Yeah, and it's not like they were bad from what no, I've no, heard. It just, yeah, for it was... being a Method Man album. Like I said, that I spoke earlier about that hands-on dude. Mm-hmm. I like him. I like him a lot, but I felt like it was so many other people on there. Like even even more so, like 
people that you do know i was just like i just didn't feel like it was a place for them on there like dude do that shit on like one or two songs where you got a bunch of people on there and y'all just spitting make it like a cypher type of joint you know what i'm saying but don't have every song like every single song had a shit had like at least three different people on there every song and it was so pushed together because a lot of them songs was under three minutes so you was putting 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag <laughs> that's what i got out of that yeah yeah so i would have to agree man it's definitely dated and uh it was just so much going on with every single song and i wasn't expecting it like i remember when i first looked at the um the list here i was like who are all of these people like obviously uh, i know the snoop dogs and and the raekwons um but, but i was just like yo like i don't know who all these other people are and again i try to go in with an open mind but just hearing every song and then the transitions i was just like well this isn't really method man well this one really isn't method man either well this one isn't method man all right this one might be a little bit of method man will tank all right well this one isn't this one isn't this one isn't it. yeah it definitely became like just more of like this isn't a method man album at all it's it's just like everybody else and that's okay it should have been, been called method man presents or you know what I'm saying you get what I'm saying yeah, like yeah. like like the like the ninth wonder shit the the Jamla uh, is a squash shit like it's like ninth wonder presents this right here where you just showcasing everybody on the label or some shit yeah yeah that that definitely would have worked and if that was his intention he just did it wrong and just then he, right the and then he just hop on and he just hop on a couple of them but this is a method man joint because this is a, it's an actual continuation of the first one he did the meth lab so and that came out what 2015 he's doing a part two of it like three years later like i just expect more i love method man y'all y'all have no idea like i love the woo like no other like for real but i, I just i don't know yeah it was it was definitely a, a slight disappointment for me so uh that being said i'm also going to give uh method man a meth lab a two, uh, two. I, I couldn't i couldn't get any higher than that yeah i got it i, I gave it a two as well okay okay so we agree on that one so yeah if you listen to this album if you're a huge method man fan uh don't come in expecting uh anything amazing uh it was definitely just a lot more people and it, it was kind of the same thing with the meth lab too because i'm looking at this and like hands on the street life they were on a lot of these songs as well so i know you had like Corey guns on here and it was it was again like this one was fucking 35 songs with a whole bunch of skits so it was actually even longer so yeah like, i mean but like even with this one like he didn't say like method man presents it was just the meth lab and now we have the meth lab too so uh yeah i just it's probably more of just the title the titling uh i agree with you like you could have just you could have said method man presents you know meth lab season two he could have still had a name on it but that's fine uh so yeah i mean it is what it is with this one but it's just a lot with this and it wasn't really so much method man as it was everybody else so that's why we both give it a two so there you go man that's our review on method man meth lab season two the lithium let's move on to the song of the week now my choice i was thinking about again uh the dream of this monade trois six tape volume one two or three and i was like yo like what song did i really really enjoy from the dream so i'm gonna get on my r&b tip and one of the songs that i really really enjoyed from his first album was nikki and this uh came out at 07 and uh i feel like that entire album like when i when i heard it it sounded like just straight like i'm about to do some nasty ass things to my lady like literally the entire fucking album uh love hate uh that was that was a banger i wasn't expecting it to be that good but i remember when i first listened to it um after i love your girl because that was like the straight like like i'm about to take your girl type of song that that song was very 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 disrespectful but everybody loved it because he, he was <laughs> that that man straight, straight said fuck that nigga so i'm like all right <laughs> like this this is where we gonna be when i love your girl but when i listened to the rest of it i was like fast car was dope uh she needs my love was dope falsetto was super dope playing in her hair was super dope purple kisses was, was super dope like pretty much all of these songs on that album was fire but i think the one that like when i heard i was like yo that that shit be bumping in the whip like this some this on some other stuff but i love it was uh was nikki uh, when i heard that one i was like yeah it was super dope so if you haven't listened to nikki or haven't listened to the dream's first album love hate the debut album 
definitely get out and listen, man. I, I think that this one could still, in my opinion, uh, stand the test of time. It's like as far as like debut albums, I thought that it was super dope, and uh, I like the dream too because you know he, even though he hasn't put out anything in a minute, he's uh, he's been in the background for a long ass time. Uh, just think about Rihanna songs, Umbrella. That was, that was him. So that's when I first heard about. Oh, yeah. Like I'm like, yo, that that Ella Ella. I was like, yo, I like this. Sounds like the dream. And then I found out, you know, it was him. So the man is a good writer. He wrote for a lot of R&B artists too. So just keep in mind, man, the dude be he been making moves for a long ass time. Beyonce. Yeah, he wrote for Beyonce did too. Did he write single ladies? I, I don't know if it was single ladies. I'm not. I'm not one of the sure, but he probably did. He probably I think did. That was, I think that was one. I, I think I heard him on Drink Champs. Uh, and he pinned that one. So there you go, man. That's yeah, like a cool dude too. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely. Super didn't he? Cool. Did he? Uh, didn't he knock up uh, Christina Milian? He. I man, I've been getting mixed up. I think he did. I think he did. Yeah, I think so. So he's married to somebody too, isn't he? Yeah, I know he's married now. Yeah, so he he wrote single ladies. I just had to check that. So yeah, that man, the dream been he been out here, dog. He been out here for a while. So that man, he got money. <laughs> he, he got money for sure. So there you go, man. Was... Some people, not everybody that you don't see making music no more, don't mean they out here. They done fell off. They just doing other shit. Yeah. Well, so there you go, man. That was my uh, this is my song of the week, the dream, Nikki from 07. What you got for us this week? Uh, I think I'm gonna stay in R and B. I think I'm gonna stick with the R and B realm. Um, uh, do I want to go with my boo Maya, or do I want to go? Now nah, you know what? I'm gonna go with SWV from 1997 off the release some tension album Rain. Still a great song. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Still a great song, yo. Still an absolute great song right now. This shit is playing in my ear as we speak. Right now, because I just wanted to have that have that vibe to it while I was explaining it, yo. It's, it's an incredible song, yo. So y'all make sure y'all check that out. It's on if you got Spotify, it's actually on Spotify. It came out in 1997. 1997, yo. 97 was a good year for music. R and B was killing it at, around that time. R and B hip hop was a great year to be a fan of music in general, or black music in particular. So 1997 was damn good. So yeah, y'all make sure y'all check that out. The album, I don't think that album was very good. I still think it's about time their first album was their best work. But this song right here is one of their more popular songs. It was a great song. And you got me looking at like everything that came out in 97. Usher came out my way. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Erica Badu with Badu. Rhymes, when, disa- when Disaster Strikes. Yeah, you had you know Joe saying? came out with All That I Am. Mm-hmm. Had Missy Elliott came out with Super yeah. Duper Fly. Oh my Duper lord, yes. bro. Yes. Oh yes. my lord. But you look back. I almost, <laughs> I almost used that. I almost used uh, "Beat Me 911" as the song from that for the uh, for this week too. Mm-mm-mm. But it might come up for something else. Even Will Smith came out with Big Willie yeah, style. Yeah, Big Willie style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody trying to. Everybody did. I think that was probably the highest selling album that year. Hey man, Will Smith was doing big things, yo. Still doing big things. And in black, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, that was that was a very good year. You were so correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go, man. My choice: the Dream, Nikki from 07, Flock's choice: SWV, Rain from 1997. All right, let's get on to the topic of the week. So, Flock, I want to ask you this week as an entertainer. How difficult do you think that it is to avoid what the public has to say about you, whether bad or good? Cause like literally like social media is just run rampant. It's it's super duper rare that uh, as an entertainer or, or anybody, anybody that has influence or, or status or whatever, that you don't have some form of social media. Even if you have somebody running it, you have social media. It's, it's almost a necessity now, but how difficult is it to avoid what people have to say about you, man? I know that it can be just as easy as just turning off your devices or whatever, but soon enough, you're going to be in the headlines for something. And I feel like, you know, people get triggered all the time. Now, obviously, people take it certain ways. Either you're going to make a response about it, you're going to clap back at that particular person or that media outlet. 
you have it, you name it, or you may just stay quiet and just, you know, let whatever they have to say about you fly, uh, you know, just fly under the radar because, you know, people will talk about something else tomorrow. But how difficult do you think it is to, to just, as an entertainer, just avoid all of that stuff, even if it's good, even if somebody's like, oh, I love you. Like, how difficult is it just to avoid all this stuff and just like, just chill out and just be to yourself nowadays? How difficult is it to avoid it? Yeah, to avoid it's it. Impossible. It's impossible. It's almost impossible to avoid it. The only way you avoid it is if you, you turn into a hermit where you basically shut yourself out from the outside world. But then when you do that, you, you kind of like, you lose out on inspiration. You lose out on some knowledge and stuff too. So it's basically impossible. I think you have to, um, you definitely have to be thick skinned. It's, it's different than pre-internet, pre-internet uh, era. Because the only time you really heard about her stuff was like, feel like you know what interviews and stuff like that like now everybody everybody's got an opinion about everything and you'll see it like if you have a you have a social media account people are talking to you whether it be positive or negative all day all night so i feel like you have to you just have to know how to manage it or if you to the point where you're too busy to manage it have somebody that manages it for you that way you don't really you don't really have to deal with it like have someone like man because you know some people that had these you know uh twitter accounts stuff like you know they're not the ones tweeting it you know it's somebody that's that, like publicist or social media you know team or whatever doing it for them and they never respond to comments like the people that actually respond to it you know that's them like you know they right there clapping back i think i'm a fan of when uh artists clap back because you always had that person that said oh yeah, you too big to respond to people, but then when you do respond, somebody getting out of pocket, then it's like, oh, you sensitive and all this other stuff. Like now, granted, some people are. We in that day and age now. A lot of people, I say, most people under thirty are sensitive these days. I'm just gonna be real. <laughs> they're, they're sensitive. They're sensitive. Most people under thirty are sensitive. Uh, but 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 you'll see the ones that that'll that'll clap back and say some stuff. But then when they do, it's like. You can't be surprised when they actually, you know, say something like, who's going to let you disrespect them constantly? Like, if it's love, if you get nothing but love and stuff like that and you don't respond to it, then you look you look kind of corny by not doing it. It makes you look like you're entitled. Like, come on, you you see the shit. If you're going to respond, I think if you're going to respond to the, the negativity, resp- respond to the positivity too. As long as you have it balanced out, I don't have a problem with it. Like, just, it's impossible not to, to, to shut shut down away from it it's it's virtually impossible so if you want my take on this it, it's, it's almost impossible you you have to you have to be conscious of what people say about you because those people whether it be good or bad feedback they ultimately hold your uh, you know your career your fate in the palm of their hands for the most part because they're the ones who supporting or not supporting you yeah I'll take on it. And that that sucks too, because yeah, it, it yeah, is like it really it's, it, it's really super possible. And that's to any realm. That's any realm of in, entertainment, and that's that's the crazy thing about it. Any yeah. realm of entertainment. Somebody can say, "Oh, that movie you made sucked." It could be ten thousand people that that thought it was good, but those ten to twenty people that said it sucked, that shit stings, and it hits you a little, a little more than the people that said it was good. So you you just as long as they're not being disrespectful about it. It's, kind of like which is also something that's impossible because there's just some crazy ass people on the internet I, I don't know why i don't know how we've gotten to this point as as human beings that that people can be like extremely cruel for like no reason like you can express your opinions obviously that's why we that's why we have opinions that's why we have the first right. amendment we but, deal with it yeah yeah we we deal with it but it's it still sucks at the, at the end of the day that like all the negative uh connotations that that people have against you they're the ones that that are hurt the most than anybody being super positive about you and, and you know loving you so much and anything you do like you can't do any wrong or, or whatever like in their eyes you're you're like a saint to them you're a god to them um it, it still sucks though um but yeah like it's it just it just doesn't happen nowadays with, with social media and the internet period being so connected to everything it's it is virtually impossible for you to like just avoid everything because even if you're not on twitter well there's facebook even if you're not on facebook well there's instagram if you're not on instagram there's snapchat uh if it's not snapchat you got freaking tumblr or something like it, it doesn't even matter yo we got tmz all these websites all these blogs or whatever just constantly talking about everybody 
and it could get overwhelming it could get super overwhelming i think that if i was personally at that point where um where i was just super big and i had people tweeting me every single day or or just talking to me on every single platform i think that as far as like my mental health is concerned i think that it would be cool to like maybe weekly if not monthly just take a break just just shut down everything and and let somebody else handle it if it's very important but just take a break from that shit, you know, just unwind, have a recharge, and then, you know, go back at it and see see what's going on, uh, whether it's, you know, good or, or bad stuff that's being talked about you, but yeah, it's, it's, it just doesn't happen, it just doesn't happen nowadays, back then, like you said, like, you can kind of get away with it more, we weren't so connected to the internet, not everybody had cell phones back then, so, uh, you know, only times you heard about, you know, somebody talking about you was on TV or, like, magazines, <clears throat> like the source or whatever um those are the only time you know you got you got talked about but nowadays it's man you can't do it you, you absolutely cannot do it so i just uh i just want to you know pray for all the people that they constantly get talked about especially for all this bad stuff because man i i just couldn't imagine i couldn't imagine being bombarded every single day and then like as you come out with different projects or whatever you know no matter what you end up doing whether you uh work in music or, or movies or even like even video game content creators uh they get talked about too all the time uh it it, it has to be tough it has to definitely take a toll on you so i, I just pray that like a lot of these people don't end up going insane uh from this stuff because we've definitely seen it a lot of times uh the people end up uh, getting a little crazy out there and, and they just, you know, end up resorting to drugs or whatever you name it, being addicted to stuff to, uh, to cope with, you know, even stuff that's going on with their personal lives. But, um, uh, you know, some people that won't crazy for what, you know, their general fans or just the general public have to say about them constantly. So it, it's, it's tough. It's definitely tough, but yeah, as far as the question concerned, nah, it's, it just don't happen. It don't happen no more. So, uh, yeah, it, it is what it is, man. But I don't pray for pray for everybody. Pray for everybody out there who's who has that status, man. And uh <laughs> we gonna hope that uh that A9 when he gets up there that it, it doesn't become crazy for him too. Cause I, I, I can I can sense it. I can sense he, it for my started, guy. You can sense he you can sense he started to get annoyed now with people. Yeah, because everybody asks him for music every day. It's like y'all don't realize that, that shit takes time. Like people think you can I mean the people that bring out music every day, you can tell they 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 don't have, they don't put no thought process into it when you listen to it people that that's creative and actually have good music it's gonna take them a while yeah, yeah. i'm not saying they got to take three years to make one song or an album like dr dre or something but <laughs> like you know but some people's not it's not gonna be a month you know what i'm saying like they doing a lot of other stuff so just let them let them cook yo be patient yeah you can't so rush greatness you know heard that y'all probably heard that before but you can't rush greatness easy jobs don't pay much them type of expressions like just chill yeah and i'll Any just other say stuff to listen to while you waiting right it, it definitely is There's a lot of stuff you listen to if you're a fan of somebody you're an extreme fan again that's fine i'm pretty sure that the person like even if you think that they don't know i'm sure that they appreciate it but yeah. at the same time it's not it's not doing them any good and it's not doing you any good to like bombard somebody every single day about something like if you have like your one tweet or whatever like that's fine like a week um just asking a general question or, or having a suggestion or something whatever you have it but to be tweeting somebody every day or, or you know make fan pages and all that stuff and and like this this stuff just gets it, it gets out of control in my opinion like it just it, it's not really doing them any good it's not doing a person who you love so much any good so i would just say like chill out and and try to like live your life or like again like like flock said it's other people out there that you know can fill your void <laughs> in a sense if, if that's how you are other shit to listen to like how how about this catch up on some of the shit that you said you were going to listen to and never got around to listening to or have someone refer you to something that you might not have never thought you would like because i've done it several times jg can attest to this jg and tbh has both put me up on some people that i listen to to this day that i never thought i would even check for us a couple people i hadn't even heard of and i listen to them to this day so to this day <laughs> <laughs> to this day to this day so there you go man that's uh that's our take on social media and entertainers all right so final section album suggestion of the week flock go hmm this one hmm 
Let's see. Now I did R and B right song of the week. I gotta go back to the hip hop. And uh, as far as an album, album that I think you all should probably check out. I'm gonna, you know what? This is one. I always, y'all always hear me talk about this album. I always feel like it doesn't get enough credit. Domino, 1993, self-titled Domino. A lot of joints on there. A lot of people know Domino. Think he's a one-hit one for Ghetto Jam. You know what I'm saying? That was a classic joint. We all know this. But he had a lot of nice songs on there. Uh, let me see. What's some nice songs on there? Do You Qualify is a good song where he talks about, you know, a dude getting caught up messing with a chick. You know what I'm saying? That's that's too young. That, that was only like, wasn't even 18. Uh, yeah, Money is Everything. Sweet Potato Pie is a nice one, too. That's a dope-ass song, too. But um, Raincoat, basically telling you to you practice safe sex. That's a, another term we use for condoms. You know, saying you used for condoms back then, rather. Uh, raincoat, um, Long Beach thing, because he's from Long Beach. That's real. Like, it was only like 10 songs on the album, so it, it ain't gonna kill you to listen to it. If you're a fan of West Coast, you know what I'm saying? He got that that blend of rapping and singing, you know, rapper turned singer. You know what I'm saying? But he ain't using auto tune. No shots at T Pain or nobody. But, you know, it's, but, you know, he was the original rapper turned singer. You know what I mean? But he's doing both. On, he's doing both on the songs. I mean, on the songs. So I think that's a AFD. That's another song. That's 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 cold for ass for days. So <laughs> you know we go with that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, y'all check that album out. It came out in 1993. I love that album, and I still listen to it to this day. To this day, I keep saying it. But <laughs> y'all gotta check that out, man. Check that out. It's classic, man. Check that shit out. I actually gotta check it out because I haven't listened to it. So I fucks with Domino, man. I've always messed with. I'm gonna listen to West it. Coast. Okay. West Coast. West Coast. We know JG hate the West Coast. Here you go, no. Here you don't listen go. to West Coast rappers. <laughs> I'm gonna listen, to, listen it, to West Coast rappers. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to this and see what I think. So, all right, hey, man, you'll like it. You'll like it. Okay. Okay. All right. I take your word for it, cause like you just said, like I put you on some people, so you can put me on some stuff that I'm uh, that I definitely missed. So, all right. Alright, so that's the album suggestion of the week. Flock Chills Domino self-titled album came out in 1993. So there you go, man. It's old school stuff for you. And with that being said, man, we are done with Enlightened Sounds episode 14. Uh Flock, you have any final word before we close this one out? Oh man, it's time, y'all. Next time y'all hear us, it's coming. It's gonna be here, man. The top ten albums of 2018. This is gonna be difficult. It's gonna be difficult. But yet easy at the same time because I know what I like. But it's just going through all of them, trying to make sure we don't forget shit. Because you don't want to, you don't want to forget the stuff that came out earlier in the year. That's always easy to do. But we're gonna, we're gonna make this happen, you know, happen for y'all. Hopefully, a couple other GI members join us. If not, we'll make it happen, for, you know, ourselves and get it done for y'all. Um, also, like I told y'all last, week, be ready for that solo joint called, you know, saying unfiltered. You know what I mean? Y'all make sure y'all get ready to check that out. I'm going to have that. I'm going to work on that. As soon as we done with this last episode of the year, I'm getting right into that one. So y'all be ready for that, man. Be preview coming up for it on the GI channel, all that other shit, man. So y'all going to hear me talking that shit. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything the Flock said. Plus, uh, get ready for his uh for his own solo podcast. I know that a lot of people should enjoy that one. Again, we're gonna take over the podcast industry. We're telling you, mark our words, mark our words. GI 2019. We out. Oh yeah, here. keep them comments. Keep them comments coming too. Keep them uh them, them what's called. If y'all not using that that joint on Anchor, man, leave a message and shit. Make sure y'all use that as well. Also, tweet us and shit like that too, man. Cause we'll use that shit on further episodes, man. If y'all y'all hit us with some good shit to, to talk about. Yep. Factual, factual. So that being said, man, we are done. That was Enlightened Sounds episode 14. We appreciate everyone for listening on whatever platform that you prefer. And we will see y'all for the top 10 albums of 2018. We out though. Peace. Cool.